Alright, this is Holtz for you from Autocore. And this right here is the words of Krom. And if you do not listen, to hell with you! And now, ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Wynn. Good evening. Hello. Why are you going to keep the intro <coughs> like that? Which would have been quite yeah, apt. Good evening. Yeah, actually, no, it will be apt, won't it? Let me. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Good evening. On tonight's podcast, joining me tonight is Nick Thorburn. Ah, 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 ah. One Nick Thorburn. <laughs> 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 Two Nick Thorburn. <laughs> Stuart Morrison. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> and the fairy one, Phil Belch. <laughs> Why does he get a title? Because, you know, because he knows. He knows. Technically, it's not true. Stuart is hairier than Phil. It is true. She, she, if, if any of us were to be in Star Wars, mm. stupid Stu. If any of us were to be used as a flotation device, it would be Stu. Stu's not hairy on the surface, though. <laughs> Why? It's because you'd be more naturally buoyant, wouldn't you? Because <laughs> of her? Yeah, because yeah. it traps her. Nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would make me more buoyant. What? Her trapping her? <coughs> I'm not. This only took a very, very long time to learn how to swim. I can assure you, I'm not fucking buying. Do you know? Oh. I can. You know what? You strike me as the type of person who did take. Yeah, a long but time you're probably a very splashy. Yeah, <laughs> but you're probably a boy then. Now, well, I know, but I'm shit now. Did you learn last time you swam? Uh, probably a couple of years ago. Did you? Uh, did you learn late because? Uh, I was you were terrified. <laughs> and there's nothing. I, I, I too, when I was very young, I too was scared of swimming. Was that okay? Were you afraid of drowning or something? Or, uh... um, I'm just, just. I knew my ability wasn't there. Logic. I, knew I couldn't do it. I'm scared of drowning, so I'll not learn how to swim because I'm scared. <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, I don't, you know, if you uh, if you get afraid if you're afraid of wasps, you know, get a Which wasp. Which I'm also afraid of. Get a wasp. Yeah. Just one. Get a wasp. <laughs> Keep as a pet. Go down to the pet shop, buy a wasp. I'm like, oh, I can have that wash, please. Being into... It doesn't work. Like, when people go, oh, I'm afraid of snakes, oh, touch this snake, and then you, you can get over it. It does work. I can't... That may work, but, like, Wait. if you're afraid of wasps, going, let a wasp land on you. No, because it'll fucking sting me. And I've been stung twice, yeah. so I know what happens. No, and that's why I'm afraid of it. It will only sting you if you do something to make it Bullshit, no, the no, Right, went me and Nick, to the uninitiated, <coughs> me and Nick made a film a couple of years ago, and uh, there was one day whilst filming where a wasp landed in Nick's luxurious hair. And yeah, I, yeah, I don't remember. I that. would freak. I to would actually to be fair, absolutely freak. You freak out at absolutely anything that is in the air. Birds, flies, <laughs> wasps, leaves. Drones. Anything near drone I'm <laughs> Quadras things. Anything that flies anywhere near. There's those little tiny flying things that kind of look like wasps, but about half the size. Completely harmless. Was it a barbecue at mine uh, on Monday just gone? And it freaked the fuck out because one of those was about eight feet away from him. <laughs> <laughs> no, wasp! What, what did I do? I don't even remember that. Uh, 
we were we weren't filming at the time. We were we were like moving from one scene to another, and <clears throat> and you were facing me, and Rick, who was behind you, our friend Rick, who was behind you, goes, "Nick, don't move." <laughs> so, so like in a scene from a, so for like a scene from a horror film, Nick turns around 180 degrees to face Rick, and then I can see what Rick's on about. He's got a, a wasp, a big ass wasp, tangled in his hair, in his ponytail. And, uh, and uh, you know, so Nick, Nick has, Nick has this thing, Nick is afraid of the unknown, okay? If he's, if he's in the light, don't move. If he goes, what? What's wrong? What's going on? You know, and, um, and, I, and I was like, don't move, you've got a wasp in your head. And he was like, oh, get rid of it. And I was like, I will, just stand still. And I, and I very calmly, just fished it out of his hair and let it go. How the fuck did you do that? Just, they don't bother me. There's, there's only three encounters I've had with the wasp that have bothered me. One, when I got stung. You know, you know when you're younger, when you run up the stairs and maybe you go up an awful. Fuck you. Yeah, that is true. You're trying shit if you never did that. <laughs> well, I remember going up the stairs on all fours once years ago, just to get up the stairs that little bit quicker, and I slammed my hand on a wasp and it stung my palm. Uh, a wasp once crawled down my shoe. I'm a dog walk years ago and stung my ankle. Why are these wasps not flying in your world? I don't know. Crawling on the shit. floor. Uh, and, wait. <laughs> and, and you put your hand on it. The other's like crawling around in your shoes. Squatting about his house, aren't they? They know they're safe. And, uh, <laughs> and the third one, uh, the third one was flying. The, thir- the third encounter with a wasp which bothered me was uh, years ago I was sleeping at my girlfriend's house. It was my first night at my girlfriend's house. And she'd already got up and gone downstairs and I was just laying in bed. And I suddenly heard this, and I looked. Went to it vibrator because. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a wasp. No, no I. He's uh, uh, gone. I. Uh, I heard this, and I, was, and I looked down beside the bed. Yeah, done. <clears throat> I looked down inside the bed where my pile of clothes were, and uh, and this wasp just emerges from my clothes and then shot right for me. And I took, and I took, I just, I literally jumped out of bed and ran screaming out of the room. Um, manly, manly, yeah. But, but that wasp must have been sleeping in my clothes overnight. <laughs> yeah, wasp sleep. Must have been we had a wasp. It's a fucking um, hobo. <laughs> They're all squatting on you, or in your house, or no, on They've probably head. got a wasp nest in where your wallet lives. I, I just said the one that's done my ankle was on a dog walk, so, uh, so so that one wasn't in my house. I've got a proud record of murdering every single wasp that's ever crossed me. Bad man. Murdered them. So you murder all the fucking wasps, that you, then you mock me for killing spiders? No, because the spiders are on my team. I don't like spiders, but they don't like wasps and flies and stuff. So the friend of... Uh, what yeah, about the really yeah. fucking Sorry, quick right. ones? That the enemy of my, my enemy is, is my friend. Or whatever the fuck. <laughs> no, the enemy of my friend is, is somebody. <laughs> no, the enemy I, of again. my friend is alright by me unless they look at me funny. Now again, I've stated this in a previous podcast before. Me and Nick have uh, threatened to punch each other in the face before. And uh, one of the times Nick did that was again filming our short film. Are we uh, having this story? Because we've teased this a little while back. Which story? The where you came nearly came to blows. Oh well, we can we can tell that story too. But uh, he the first time he did it, the first time he threatened to punch me in the face. So I've threatened to punch you in the face a number of times, have I? 
Twice. Um, All right, okay. Uh, as long as you're counting. Uh, <laughs> um, the first time we did it was because we were filming up in Rivington. We were doing our short film, and uh, and I'd I'd already pulled a muscle in my left thigh, which was really hurting me, and. Um, and Nick was having me just run and run and run. Every seed was running, running down, you know. Running your and, uh, <laughs> and, um, and we came to this path, uh, which ironically didn't even make it into the final cut of the film. But we came to this path, and at the time, uh, and, and, and Nick goes, OK, walk to the end of the path and run towards the camera. As I'm walking down the camera, I become aware that the path is crawling with loads of cute, tiny little black frogs. And I instantly fell in love with them and scraped a couple of them up in my hands. I went, Nick, look what I found. And his automatic reaction, this angry young man, his automatic reaction was, if you've got a spider, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and that will stand for any one of you. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Uh, I've Carl. mocked the shit out of him. Carl he he screamed like a girl. And then was just frozen in corridor. When I said there was a spider on the floor in the bathroom. I didn't scream like a girl. You did. You I didn't weird. scream because I didn't see one. It was like peeking I was, around. Like, I was well is it conscious of I'm it. I'm not moving it. Is it there? What is it? I, uh, Carl at work, who really do want to get on this pub because it would be brilliant, but he is deathly afraid of spiders. And He's a sensible man. Yeah, I don't they, like them. They don't However, bother me at all. They really He left them. his... He went to... the. This was like when we were working the same shift and he left his keys... His phone, his e-cig, I think at the time, on the desk with me. So what I did was, printed a picture out from the internet, placed it on top of his stuff, went and got one of our cardboard boxes and put it over the top of it and left a note on the top saying, Carl, your car keys, your phone and blah 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 is under this box. However, (laughs) on top of your stuff is a picture of a spider. And he would not... Oh, so that's a like, black knot. Can't fucking do it. So it's not an actual spider. It's a picture. Yeah, of that's, that's sad. That's sad. No, actually, when I used to be a bus passenger, I used to read the Metro, the free newspaper, and um, best newspaper. It is actually the no, best. It's not. It is. No, it the is. Metro it's, is the, the it's, best. It's newspaper. by far the best newspaper. It's not biased. It's quick and to the point. There's no celebrity gossip bullshit. It's good. It's a good newspaper. It is. <clears throat> full of celebrity bullshit. Only that lasts like a page. Not you know. Not the sixty-minute interview. Page. It's a horrible read. No, it's a, it's a, it Metro is, is the greatest. It is the greatest. Apart from I, the Independent. Not it on. is a fantastic newspaper. Anyway, you could text in. You know, they had a little text section towards the end where you could text in. And I remember there's one issue. <coughs> yeah, there's one issue where they had like a a little logo of a spider, like a black outline of a spider against a yellow background. Underneath it said Arachnid Alert, uh, page eight. So people who were afraid of spiders knew not to turn to page eight. And I remember the next day, looking at the text section and loads of people texting in going, oh, thank you for the arachnid alert. Okay, so some people freak out even at like a picture of a spider. The, the, the That's twist, mad. The that twist is. was um, he had just bought an amp, uh, an amp, guitar amp, which was, I can't remember the name of it, but blah, spider. So it was like uh, Marshall spider. And it was just a picture of the amp. So, um, and he freaked out for like 20 minutes. And he cursed my name all sorts. Now, does this come from a traumatic childhood encounter? I don't know. It just really hates spiders. Uh, do you know... If- Which is odd, because he has a, a tattoo of the cold, the band Cold logo, which is a spider. Lol. So he has a tattoo of a spider on him, yet he is deathly afraid of spiders. Where is this tattoo? Uh, 
That way, it's not directly in his line of sight, then he can't see it. So, um, how, how does he? Get, <laughs> he knows there's a spider there. upon his person. <laughs> is, he, is he a Lord of the Rings fan? Uh, I don't know. Because, again, I don't know if he'd struggle to watch The Return of the King in that case, The Giant Spider. I think he might. He's definitely watched it. That didn't freak me out. As a Arachnophobia, a a that didn't scare me. Actually, you said that would be. good. What about Arachnophobia? <coughs> yeah, that did. The, the That's film. a very good film, that is. Um, Have you ever seen Arachnophobia? When I was little, I remember the thing that scared me about it was this guy gets bitten by a spider. Uh, you know, it's so many years ago, this might not even make sense. Uh, this guy was bitten by a spider, and so they put him in a coffin. Yeah, because it kills him. And put him in a coffin, and they send it out to sea, or No, because they find this spider in, like, the deepest Amazon, where, like, you know, the sp- find a new species. It, um, it crawls into his tent, where he's, um, he's camping. Bites him, it kills him. And as they're shipping him back home to get buried, which is in this little town where he's from, uh, it, it attaches itself to the coffin. And when they, it comes back into America, when they when they open it up, it's been completely drained of blood. Well, see, that, that's the thing. Um, I was little when I saw Arachnophobia. There was a, it's weird the films that you watched when you were little, right? Watching the first couple of Alien films, you know. Anyway, I remember watching Arachnophobia. And, again, never had any issue with spiders whatsoever. Spiders do not freak me out whatsoever. I think they're cool. I like them. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have one as a pet, maybe. I wouldn't go out and get myself a tarantula, you know. But, uh, but yeah, spiders are cool. But I remember watching that film and that scene where they open this guy's coffin, you know, back in the mainland or whatever. I remember seeing his, his drained, partially decomposed body. And, I just, and I just, that freaked me out. That was scary. You like bananas? No, not really. Uh, a lot of spiders come over in yeah, no. Christmas. <coughs> there was a, t- uh, a news report uh, in paper years and years ago, and it was someone, you always get them like a bird in the salad and all that kind of shit. But someone <laughs> opened a banana and so, uh, one must have laid eggs in, and loads, like hundreds of tiny little fruit spiders or whatever, like burst out of the peel. Fruit spiders. I'll, I'll, I'll no, tell I it. saw something else. similar where uh, that I wouldn't like that either. It was on the internet where someone caught a spider and put a glass over the top of it. And, like to piss on, oh, I'm fucking freaking out because I caught a spider. And then the spider gave birth to many hundreds of tiny little nice. spiders. So like, I've got fucking like a hundred little tiny bastard spiders and a mum spider under my glass on the floor of my house. What the fuck do I do? That'd freak me the fuck out. Move. Yeah. <laughs> Set the house on fire, clear yeah, on insurance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nick, I want I want you to put yourself in the shoes of the main guy in this story. It's mm-hmm. a true story. Uh, there's this guy, this was in America, I think it was in Texas. Uh, this guy goes to like some uh, you know, garden centre garden centre type thing, whatever, and mm. buys a cactus. And uh, a giant big-ass cactus, which he plants in his back garden. And after a few days, he's out watering his garden, and he waters this cactus, and the cactus vi- uh, visibly shudders. Um, so he goes, he goes back into his house and calls at the garden centre, whatever, and they're like, right, don't do anything, don't touch it, we're sending someone over. And, uh, and these animal control experts come over and torch the cactus down and inside it was crawling with these like spiders that had somehow buried inside and they were the size of dinner plates. Wow. How would you feel about that? 
Well, I mean, how I mean, do you feel if you were if you were one day watering that cactus and loads of dinner plate-sized spiders come flying out? Well, you know, scared, presumably. Yeah, scared. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, I've got a few spider stories of my own. Like, I'm sure I've told it on the podcast. The one about my mate Darren, who, when he was 19, has a job in Australia, working in a bar, <clears> and the the bartender at the end of the night is is mopping up. He's like sweeping up this bar, and the the bartender comes up to him and he says, uh, "Take off your pants." Oh yeah, another story. And Dan's like, oh, "What?" And he goes, "Take off your pants." It was like down, deadly down, serious. Down, 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 down. Deadly serious. So he takes off his pants, off his trousers, uh, and he takes the broom off Darren. Uh, so he like steps out of them, steps to the side. This guy takes the broom. Puts it, gets the, the trousers on the, the bottom of the broom and then like shakes it and from them drops this big ass fucking spider hits the ground and then scuttles off and what had happened was this fucking horrible red back had crawled up the broom gotten onto his legs and crawled into his fucking pocket fucking hell that's why I'll never go Australia I'm going to say that's that what... is why I'll never yeah. go Australia I'd, I'd like to see Ever. certain things in Australia but, so would I. So would I. But fuck that. Everything on the land is trying to kill you. Everything in the sea is trying to kill you. And it's like a twenty-five-hour fucking yeah, flight away. Fuck that. And koalas have chlamydia. Yeah. And, uh, and they can can't even fuck you. them. Can't even fuck the world. I'd love to cuddle a koala. <laughs> However, if it's going to give me an STD, give me fuck it. <laughs> the other, the other. I mean, the three. I remember distinctly why I'm afraid of spiders, and that is, I remember once. Years ago, when I was a kid, walking out of my dad's office in in my house at the time, and looking up on the on the door frame, there's a fucking spider, and it jumped off on Landed my fucking on shoulder, and I freaked the fuck out. And I can be that. I uh, can't see for me personally any thing that. It must just be the built-in thing from yeah. thousands well, of it, years ago, where it's like when they were a alien thing. Don't yeah. like yeah. Well, to me, there's not been like a scenario like that for me. If I if I just saw a spider, I wouldn't I wouldn't be like oh my god. What I think freaks me out the most about him is like you'd be, you know, I'd be I'd be at home, you know, at like two o'clock in the morning watching a film in the living room in the dark, and it's an old house. And then suddenly you're aware of this movement. And it's a fucking spider, and it just shocks you, and that's what I don't like. I don't like the suddenness. It's of the them. crafty nature of the, the crafty. Yes, yeah. oh, they I should make that. a noise. Spiders should make some form of low volume <coughs> noise that you know they're there. Because how many times, like I've been sat in my front room, and again I'll be watching TV, and then you'll see a black blur. Yeah, and look, and it's a fucking spider sprinting the shit. Yeah, from one area to another, I'm like. Okay, no. Yeah, that's what. Oh, I'll like, oh, go into this room. Big fucking black blur and corner me up. Fucking spider. I love cunt. it when they do that. I, I think it's really cute when they run across the carpet and you look at them and they stop in their tracks. You like, don't just cute. look at them and stop. They go, what the fuck? And then the fucking yeah. four legs come up in front of them, like, fucking throwing down. <laughs> yeah, God, fucking shot. Then you hit them with like a fucking newspaper and then you take the newspaper off and they just fucking zoom off like they've been no, there's no damage to them. And they'll remember it, they'll remember it, yeah. and, then and they'll be like, fuck, there's one in my bedroom, and I can't see it, and I've attacked it. Yeah. Moral of the it story. Did, I didn't kill it, and now it's somewhere in my room, and I have to go to sleep. Moral It'll of the, remember. Moral of the story, either A, leave spiders alone, or B, if you really must interact with them, capture them and let them go out. Or, 
kill oh, them. Decimate the kill fuck them. out of them. No. Capture no. them. Yeah. Then put them in a chamber. <clears throat> set fire to the fucking I'm glad, thing. I'm glad Stu was with me on this. Yeah, he'd do, the same. I, he'd do that to bees. I, oh, I, dude. Never kill a bee. Bees are It's awesome. even me or it. And so bees will leave it the fuck alone. Never kill Here's a the bee. difference between bees and wasps. Yeah, they're the not being bees last stand. A bee's last stand, it'll sting you. If it fears for its life, it's like, I'm going to fucking die now. I'll sting you. And then I'll fucking go and die elsewhere. Actually, yeah, you can't sting again. Should it be confused? A wasp can sting many times. I know. Actually, wasn't it proven on QI that there's only one species of bee that dies after stinging? I don't know. I don't know. Look, look, look that up, fans. Oh, we will. The other thing before we get into the, the, the sort of topic at hand, um, the other spider-related thing I remember that's fucking terrifying to me is, well, there's two things. One, that there is an actual spider island mm. where there's fucking thousands and thousands, well, fucking not thousands, millions upon millions Trillions of spiders well <clears throat> just existing on this island, different species. And then there's the time when I think it was... Um, <laughs> Phil just I've, I have very, there. I have cold shudders. I've no, I'm, I'm dude. I, I understand. You're that. dude. You're dude. But the other thing, well, I think it was like during a, a not a, a tsunami or like a massive um, wave-related disaster that there's basically all the insect life it couldn't survive on the ground for an extended period of time, so they just made the webs in these massive, massive trees. And I'm going to have to find a picture of them because it's I've seen, fucking I've mental. Seen I've seen, seen, seen like fucking fucking mental. parked cars. Yeah, between yeah. parked cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just, no, I'll yeah. just walk on them. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, well, that car's going to get written off. I'm not going to touch that ever again. Like 30 spiders on your driver's side of line. No, I, I, <laughs> okay. I'll agree with you on that one. If I went back to my car and it was covered in giant webs with loads of big spiders, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not taking that home. As much as I don't kill them, I, it's... I, that's the rational thing. They still make me jump. I still don't like them. If there was no such thing as insects and flying shit, I'd be all about killing spiders. But they are. They, I hate flying ones more. I don't know. I don't so know how. I, they don't like them. I don't like them. So I, spiders I are. I don't right. know how you can kill bees though. When bees, I don't. I don't. Go, I don't, don't kill, kill them. Bees. I don't go near them. Right. If, if we're in a like in a beer garden and a beer, a beer. I've seen that part. <laughs> The entire tree canopy is covered in web. Yeah. Wow. If a bee flew near me, I'd just like me... Spark out and you'd yeah. run off. I'd run off. Which is the antithesis of what you should be doing. You, If a wasp no. comes you, it should calm down. Because... Yeah, it is. It, you should calm down. I'll spot it. It's ten feet away. And I'll, and I'll go, uh, like that. And you'll go, don't run away, don't run away. It'll go away. And it'll come nearer. And then I'll go, this one ain't running away. And then I'm going to have to, like, flip the fuck out. I can't do it. But flies make me jump. Flies make me jump because I assume they're wasps. Anything flying Uh, that comes near him just sees flying shit, wasp, dead. The only time a fly would make me jump is uh, if you're ever walking along somewhere and then you suddenly get a really shrill, loud buzzing next to your ear because one one has blown right past your ear. Oh, have you ever had one fly in your ear? I had that. I had a crane fly with a big fucking gangly legs. (laughs) It was in the, uh, came from conservatory because I put the, under the stairs like, put my shit away. It was like, fucking air. And I was like, oh, go away. And it just went, and then went, Right, now they do bother me, right? I'll, you know, I might have to put on a brave face so far. I'll be the first to say, crane flies, or Daddy Long likes to be immature. Yeah, they, they do bother me. And uh, I still remember this scary encounter I had with a giant one. 
where one landed on my wall. So and it was a giant fuck off one as well. This wasn't going to be size of a dinner plate. It was huge. Mm. This wasn't going to go under a normal glass, okay? Because I was afraid of crushing one of its legs, okay? So fuck them. No, I wanted to release it because that's the kind of good-natured soul I am. I wanted, uh, I didn't want to hurt it, so I thought you're too big for a glass. I'll get a jug. So I grabbed the jug <laughs> and uh, and put this jug on. And, and as I was working the envelope or whatever under the jug, its leg started creeping out the spout of the jug, and that was that scared the hell out of me. I was literally jumping on the spot, going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> "Kill it with fire!" I had a, a fly, some description, fly me here all once. And um, it, I, I know I was doing this because I didn't. I wanted to fish it out, but that could push it further down. It was like a weird situation. I'm just going, just creeping the fuck out. <laughs> Anyone watching me thinks I'm like mental? <laughs> a fucking flying right down my ear. There was a story in the news several years back of a woman who was complaining of a horrible rustling noise. Oh, and the fucking it, spat. Was it spies or something? It was a jack. It, it was a ja- Well, uh, I don't know about that one, but this woman kept complaining of like a rustling noise in her ear, and uh, and it got to the point where it got really bad, and she started having really bad earaches. She went to the doctor. They put some like oil down it, and got some pliers down her ear, and pulled out a giant dead moth. Fucking ant moth. Moths are fucked Fuck, up. Only girls ate moths. Moths are fucked up. Um, I don't like the way... I, fucking the pussies of I, the flying world. I, Come on. No, they disintegrate when you touch I, them. I know it can't hurt me, but... I don't, I, I don't like the way they fly towards you. I don't, because... Uh, whereas, whereas a wasp will fly towards you with a very direct purpose. Right, I get, I get you're not liking bees, because they can cause you some harm. Fair enough. You might even be allergic to them, you can die. Spiders... Fucking great deal of them can kill you. Maybe not in this country, but in other countries, you Probably can fucking die. You can none. fucking die. Wafts, uh, sorry, moths. daddy long le- legs and moths, they can do you nothing. It's no the, harm whatsoever. It's the way they fly Even if you were it. staked out naked in the desert and a fucking moth came and landed on you, it could not do anything. So if why a, are yeah, you afraid? If a moth landed here, could you pick it up with your hand? Yeah. I couldn't. They need a fucking metal. But mo- I'd smack the, the shit out. The uh, biggest no, thing that's wrong with it. moths is moth dust. The fuck's that? Butterflies don't have it. What's this then? What's moth dust? It's AIDS. Moth dust? Whatever you kill a... Uh, Hit a moth on a wall. Oh, right. it'll, uh, oh, and it'll be like right. the dust. What yeah. the fuck is moth right. dust? Well, then, again, moral of the story, don't kill... Maybe smoked it. <laughs> don't. Yeah, it's the biggest hallucinogen ever. What? Don't kill insects, moral I of the fucking story. Kill I touched a moth, and then two uh, days later, I licked the finger that I touched the moth with, and I went on a trip for six went days. Out uh, again, trip out city. You're an intelligent <laughs> man, Stu. You're a very intelligent man. I know if I killed all insects and all of the fucking bionics. <laughs> no, yeah. no, that's what I'm saying. I know you said that you wouldn't directly kill a bee unless it was like a life or death situation. <laughs> you know, like someone's going to have gone to your head, kill this bee! <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, bees in particular, if it weren't for them, we would be, you know, in pretty shit creek. I, I don't... I only kill wasps when I'm confronting them, because I would rather run away. So if you went up to your room... Let's, let's create a situation. You come up from a hard day at work, and uh, you go up to your bedroom, and there's a giant ass wasp lay on your bed, having a cigarette, reading a As magazine. soon as I saw that wasp, I would go, Ugh! and then come back <laughs> out the door and close the door... And then I got, there's no window open in my bedroom, because there isn't, I can't, it can't have flown in, so it must come on the other way, and that means if I shut this door, it can't get out. And then I would probably be stood there for about ten minutes, thinking of a battle plan. <laughs> and then, um, 
I assume I'd have to go in and, and uh, deal with it. I had something, but it would be from range, and I know what my weapon it'd be a towel, and do that and fucking whip it. You would. I had the egg extra. I've hit him out of there. I went to the bathroom at Iris. The window was open, and there was a wasp there. So I go up. Shit, there's a wasp here. Just closed the door. Went downstairs. Got the red. Come back up. It had gone. And it must have, it was trying to get out the window. I was like, oh, I'm, I'll assume it's going out the window. Had a look around the place. I said, yeah, it's gone. Go downstairs. So I got this red to my dad. There's what, there was a wasp upstairs, blah, blah, blah. said, oh, you just should have batted it out the house with your hand. You're fucking mental. It'll hit, it'll sting me. And then all its fucking mates will come and I'll end up dead on the floor. And you want me to die? No. <laughs> yeah, you, want, you want me to die, dad? Bad dad. parenting. Bad dad. Bad dad. Now, uh, tonight's topic, quite handfully, we've, we've started with uh, a nice, uh, what? To, to, some, yeah. to some people, scary subject matter. Uh, Scariest films. We're going to go into scariest films. But before that, I would just like to uh, review Jack Reacher, which I saw last night. And it is a steaming pile of meh, I thought. Uh, out of ten, I would give it a generous five. I disagree. I enjoyed it. As a fan of the Jack Reacher books... Um, Tom Cruise is three foot eight. <laughs> if the only quality that people are making a, a distinction about is, is his height, you know, then you're a fool. I mean, in the book, he's six foot four tall. He's, like, got a skinhead. He's, like, super massive. He's, like, super muscular... Super muscly, super strong. Muscular. You know, and he's very clever. I, I, I think the guy, um, I forget his name, uh, Lee Childs, who wrote it, he said, um, you know, we could have got someone tall to play the part who'd look like him but wouldn't be able to do the, the deliveries Tom Cruise could. I'd rather have Tom Cruise. Right, I'm, I'm fucking with him. My problem was... Uh, I like Tom Cruise. But first of all, some of the stuff that happened in it was just bullshit. Like what? Like, uh, he's, he's being chased by the police. Have you, either of you seen the film? No. no, no intention. Okay, he's being chased by the police. Uh, he's got loads of police cars after him, a helicopter is after him, he's getting chased by the police. He managed to, uh, to, to get away from them, and he merges into, like, this busy high street where there's, like, people queuing for a bus. He gets out of the car, keeps it in gear so it still moves at a very slow, deliberate pace, gets out of the car... Keeps the car moving. All these people are watching him. He gets out of the car, moves over to the bus stop. All these police cars uh, emerge around his car and his helicopter comes. And this guy, who doesn't know him, this guy at the bus stop, takes off his baseball cap and lets Tom Cruise wear it so that he can avoid the police. Now, that is bullshit. It's also one of the coolest moments in the film. But it's bull. <laughs> but in America, there's a lot of people who fear the government. So maybe that's fine. a lot of people don't like the police. I I didn't buy it. Uh, secondly, secondly, that scene in the bathroom. There was a bit where Tom Cruise is knocked into a bathtub by a man with a baseball bat and a man with a crowbar, and that's that, wicked. Scene. And neither one of them are able to hit him, but they do keep hitting each other. It was just, it was. It was it, a bit slap. Also, uh, the Tom Cruise wasn't likable in the film. He was just like he was just like he just felt like a proper know-it-all, and the way he delivered all his lines. I honestly, at the end of every line, expected him to go, "I'm Jack Reacher," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I didn't like that. Well, I liked it. Different opinion. I can't be asked to argue because it's not the greatest film. It's certainly not Mission Impossible or anything like that with Tom Cruise in or anything like that. But 
I thought it was alright. There's a bit, so the, the film opens with uh, a sniper killing six random people, or so it seems. It turns out that he's actually there to kill one specific person and kills another five surrounding people to make it look... Like a massacre, yeah. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and to drive it's a... Temp- a good story. You've got to admit, it's a good story. No, no, it's, no, a good, no, it's a good sort of murder mystery kind of... No, it's, like a, good, it's a good story. Investigation. It's story. a very good story, and, and the sniping bit at the beginning is the highlight of the film, in my opinion. So, again, that's a problem. Its best bit is right at the beginning. Point is, these six people are killed. One person in particular, this woman, is killed for a specific purpose. And, again, Jack Reacher, because he's awesome, he works out dead early on uh, who it is... And he's talking to his uh, to his new lady friend, who's like uh, the daughter of the district attorney. And the, exactly, yeah, he's talking to his new lady friend, who's like the daughter of the district attorney, who's like trying to crack the case or whatever. And he's helping her. Um, and he takes this, po- he grabs a stack of post-its, rips one off, writes a little note on it, and like folds it into like a little origami thing and gives it to her. And uh, give us some spiel about whatever, and then when she opens up the little uh, the little piece of paper, it's the name of the person who had been shot deliberately, which he's already worked out. But he can't just come out and say it. No, he's got to give this big superior "I'm better than you" lecture. So why? Um, because it's Tom Cruise. It's not exactly because he's surrounded by yes men. Exactly. But what I would have loved, I'd have been happy with the scene, is if when she opened the uh, the little origami piece of paper, it simply said. I'm Jack. I'm Jack Reacher. <laughs> that would be good. Well, I, I'm. I'm not going to get my my back up yet because I'm sure in the next couple of minutes, the discussion of films we're going to have, I'm going to be ready to attack people. <clears throat> I'm going to save all my bile and all my hate for them. Nick than. is very much like a cold spring. Mm. So this is this is uh, this embarks a question, you know. I mean, should you go first, therefore, or are you saving yourself? You like, what? As in, what do I think the scariest film is, or some of the scariest shit I've ever seen? Um, By the way, scariest like, film and then scariest shit, because the scariest shit might not necessarily be in. The you're right. You're 100% yeah, right. completely, completely with it. Okay, so yeah, for those of you who haven't worked it out yet, we're here tonight to discuss scary films and scary shit. Well, the the scariest film I have ever seen. Is is easily paranormal activity. Easily, I remember seeing that, not knowing anything about it, not knowing anything about the sort of style of film it was. Uh, going to a packed cinema, and usually I fucking hate the cinema being packed with people because it's always noisy. In this case, it only enhanced it because everyone else's fear rubbed off on everyone else. So you'd have a lot of couples, like with you know, the like boyfriends and girlfriends, and so it'd be a lot of girls sort of like. Whoa! So there's a lot of tension out. in the scene. Tons of tension. And the film is masterfully made. You know, it, it, there's elements of the sequels. Which, the sequels are exactly the same as the first one, but with even better sort of techniques. And all it took was one camera fixed in place and nothing happening for extended periods of time, purely to ramp up the tension. Purely to ramp up the tension. In most horror films... You can see where the the scares coming a mile off, either from the music or just from the camera framing. You know, if if they're yeah. lo- leaving like a lot of space, then something's on one side of there. the camera, and then you know if they're looking towards it, and then they're going to turn around. It's oh, it's that, and it's like oh, and you do get a shock out of it sometimes. Um, I mean, the the only film that I'd, I'd say is quite scary would be um, would be Alien, and that's just. Uh, a pure masterclass of just I think everything else 
coming together in the lighting, the atmosphere, the music, the sound, the effects, that's all melded together to create an amazing experience. But paranormal activity, not much happens in it, scared the shit out of me. See, all of them have, all of them scared the shit out of me. See now, Nick was very quick, before we even got into this, Nick was very quick to go, I am ready to unload, I am ready to have a go at all of you dickheads. Uh, Nick knows my opinion on, uh, on paranormal activity, and uh, if you two don't, I'll happily share it with you. I watched paranormal activity, was never once scared, yes it's atmospheric, was never once scared, didn't see what all the hype was about. The the big thing with me, which will go to explain my scariest film, is like ghosts and spirituality. I am not a spiritual person. Never mind. I'm an atheist. Yeah. But much like Nick, I've seen uh, Can you... most of paranormal activity, and it freaked me, out, especially the end scene. The end with scene the is whole fucking being terrifying. dragged out and then throwing the thing. Yeah. But even the subtleness of shadows being cast mm. when nothing else happens. Can't you be an atheist and still believe in ghosts? Uh, this is on the boat. I'm not. Well, I'm not. A, I'm not spiritualist in as much as. It's hard to explain. I, I kind of. I want to believe that there is something that powers you, mm. because even the the tent, the the tents that you speak, my arm, my head, my leg. What it, if that's not you? What it is? if there's something in you that you're referring to your body as, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think there's anything like... Once that's extinguished, that's possibly it, which where the paranormal, spiritual shit comes into play is where it freaks me because I'm not certain. However, mm. my scariest film is The Exorcist. Because pure innocence is taken over and ravaged by a malevolent spiritual being for no other reason than to just fuck with people. I'm trying to think of the name of the demon. Pazuzu. Captain Howdy. Pazuzu, correct, yes. Oh, who's Captain Howdy then? Uh, that's its alter ego. Oh, OK. Captain Howdy? Yep. She, she goes on about having a, like um, an imaginary friend. And oh, that's right. its name. Uh, no, no. And then the ripping open the shirt helped me. Ripping in flesh. Now, know. did you watch it too young? Or, you know, I didn't it... watch it necessarily too young. I was younger than I should have watched it, but not like fucking five year olds going, Oh, what's this? I'll watch it. Uh, I'll, I'll but the... there's a lot of shit in it. And the one, there's two scenes in it. The only thing with me is eyes. I'm a huge thing with that. Anything fucked up with eyes, I don't like. But there's the there's that where it's like a close snap cut to the eyes and it's all fucked up, didn't like that. But you know there's the, the rotating head mm. bit where there's a medium shot of her, of a woman, can't remember her name, and the priests and the mother uh, on the in they're in the bed, and it's. Head rotates and snaps directly to the camera, and she's looking at, at you. you, and it's yeah. like, "Fuck, done, yeah, don't like." That is. Well, um, do you know the bit in Ace Ventura when nature calls? When uh, Jim... I will. <laughs> you are. I love that film. When uh, when Jim Carrey is trying to get information out of Simon Callow, and he uh, he touches his own eyeball. <laughs> does, does that does that freak does that freak you out? Or? I can do it. Not that, no, but anything unnatural to eyes. Sure. Just 
freaks me the fuck out. That was one of the reasons why um, they designed the alien, Geiger designed the alien like that, because he felt anything that had had eyes could be reconcilably Human. humanoid and yeah. you know it could therefore you could impart human Emotion. emotions in- and, and directives to it whereas if it didn't have any eyes it's utterly alien and you know it it, it, it can't be explained using there's our no rationale to the soul yeah well. there's, there's no there's no sort of like point of uh, of similarity between us you know it's it's so different you know that it like it can't be understood um I may as well throw in at this point. I don't. I don't think I've been scared by a film, and that's not some bravado bullshit. It's other it's, than when I was a child, which may get too. I late. think that's lack of imagination. No, no, no. Because uh, I, I don't. If you I, don't, I've been sold and I've enjoyed them, and I've jumped and uh, I feel the tension, feel the creepiness, whatnot. If, wait, but no, I've, oh, as if, an adult, I've never had a film where I've wanted to switch it off. But if you've jumped, you could argue that is a form of fear. Yeah, but you can get that in any film. No, it's true, absolutely. But in a Jones or something, you could get it in Jaws. But uh, but uh, but I was going to say is um, Exorcist is my favourite horror film. I would say I think it's expertly done. Showing its age a bit now, Exorcist definitely, yeah, definitely showing its age. You know what? It's an absolute good film as well. Yeah, Um, like. There's not just the scary elements and the uh, creepiness and the, the swearing and whatnot, yeah. but it's the there's a storyline of the priest who's like losing Giving his, up faith his faith and stuff. The young priest, old priest. Yeah, there's loads of little bits that go on in it. I think it's just an expert. It's a benchmark in horror films. Totally. There's um, there's uh, and the omen. The omen is a brilliant. I've never seen the old. The old right. It's not a scary film as such, but it's a very it's similar similar themed rather than he being possessed, he is like the Antichrist. Mm. It's malice. There's a, an air of malice the, yeah, in both films. Like this is not a good like, situation. Yeah, this is like the Exorcist. There's the there's the, uh, there's the impending doom kind of thing of I'm taking over this person. Blah blah. blah. And there's that innocence thing of innocence perverted. Where in Exorcist, it's very much this innocent girl has been taken over by a malevolent force against her will, blah blah blah. Whereas in the Omen, he is the malevolent force, but doesn't quite know how to deal with it, kind of thing. And it's well, brilliantly done. I, I have it's to say. It's definitely worth a watch. I have to say, uh, I love The Omen. I think The Omen is a fantastic film. A fantastic film. That uh, nanny. The nanny, yeah. no, the, the nanny is scary it's as fuck. fucking morning he turns up and she's got Rottweilers. And, like, I, I can't remember, is it the mum or Gregory Peck or whoever comes into, like, his bedroom and these Rottweilers just, like, sit yeah. up and do the growl and it's this creepy nanny and his son. Yeah, the ro- gets, like, I thought the Rottweilers showed up anyway, aren't they unrelated to the nanny? In that, in, no, I'm sure they're in that room. Yeah, well... The uh, point is, I think The Omen is a fantastic film. I think it's a lesson to all horror writers out there. It's a lesson of how a good horror film should be written. I'm sorry, guys. I seem to be the only one in the room who thinks this. Didn't like The Exorcist. Didn't. Why? Uh, didn't enjoy it. Wasn't scared. Uh, wasn't creeped out by it. Thought it was... Maybe I was a cynical teenager when I watched it. I don't know. But I just did, uh, didn't care for the effects. Uh, didn't. Yeah, didn't like it. There's one effect in it. Because I, I didn't watch it till I was in my 20s and it didn't have the impact it had on me as it obviously has you two. 
Um, but there's one shot in it that really is just excellent, and that's where it's near the end, where they're, they're about to like expel it from her. The power of Christ compels you, and it's all going like black and, and shit, and then you see that shadow of the demon yeah. above her, and you think that's fucking creepy. That is. Um, so getting is creepy before anything oh, like that. It's super atmospheric. When the, I think it's Cairo or somewhere yeah, in Egypt, yeah, like that, and yeah. he's walking through, and there's just like feral dogs fighting, and then he turns around the corner, and a mad woman on this carriage just bursts through and stuff. It's just, a, a, it's creepy and atmospheric straight from the off. Yeah, it, it's amazing. You you don't rate this film, Stu, but I do for the exact same reason. That's Wicker Man, the original, because that is another film where. You, the guy lands. I forget his name. Uh, Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. He lands. You know. He, he gets uh, to this little island, and everything is off. There's no more. There's no. Um, it reminds me of another film actually. There's no point where it's comfortable. Where it's yeah. like there's no normality. There's no. Sort it's a, it's of like, a very creepy film. It's just. It's just weird, and it's just off, and. My issue is, with it is the weirdness. Like it, I, I, I respect it and I did enjoy it. I just didn't rank it that highly. But I think it just I think thingy it's with makeup on and little bits like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's I, I think creepy. it is a very sinister creature. Yes, film. sinister is the good. It's not a scary film, but it, it it's definitely it's that malice. To use yeah. the word that's already been said, malice, because, because. Uh, Everyone on this island knows what the setup is except yeah. him, and it's like yeah, and it's him against them, and you almost fundamentally know he stands no chance. Um, another film I know, I know you fucking hate this one, Stu. Texas Chainsaw Massacre has that as well. Test that film. I think uh, it's, it's a good film. I think it's a. My, it, it's so clever. I it's the, one I of those that sets a genre. It I totally did. I thought the last half an hour completely lost the plot. You know, yeah. you know, it, you know, it was banned, even though there's no gore in it whatsoever. Mm, makes sense. You know, it's it's one of those films like you said. Um, you said before, Phil. You know, you don't, see, you never see what happens. You only, you only have your worst imagination. Yeah, yeah but the thing that's is, what's so powerful about it yeah but what's powerful is the reason it was banned without any, any gore is because that's what's powerful about it there's something very scary without even seeing it there's something very scary about a man who wears the skin the faces of other people on his face that is scary however for me personally I, I hate to be a killjoy tonight but for, but for me personally again di I didn't care for that film well it's not I don't think it's scary it's an artistic film definitely a child of like the yeah, 70s. The... It's definitely a... I actually, I actually thought the film was enjoyable up until the point where they've got the girl captive. I think that last half an hour completely mm. just... The... I literally enjoyed about two minutes of it. It's a good film, but it is very... For the type of film it is, it's incredibly artistic. Yeah. They and basically it... gave the director of photography free reign in how to film the narrative. And it went it's slightly mental with it. Definitely. Did you see the remake? Yeah, and yeah. I enjoyed it. Right, the, uh, the but that's more of a traditional Hollywood. Yeah, film, that is isn't a that traditional right? Hollywood horror film. The yeah. remake. There's lots of scares, lots of. Blood. It's over there. Lots of. I can't off. see him. Yeah. Silence. Yeah. Oh, it's like no. Oh, fucking hell. The remake. Whereas has... the original seventies one was completely left field, like the woman screaming and then him fucking flinging the door open and twatting on Edward with a hammer and then dragging her up like over one shoulder. 
And then all one shot. All yeah. one shot. It was like, this is some shit that I shouldn't be seeing. And that's yeah. how it would be mm. rather than action kind of. But that's why cut. I think it's creepy because of shit like yeah, that. It's, it's just shit you don't want to see is yeah. happening. The remake had one thing going for it. The colouring was beautiful. You know, it was all very washed out and grayscale. That that was good. Also, the bit where the guy is being chased in the garden with all those white bed sheets hung up on the lawn. All you can hear is a chainsaw going off. Again, very good. And a very effective scene until he had his leg chopped off. Um, but, yeah, meh, I can take or leave the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One horror film I always forget, and I should never do it, and it, it's a close second... Arguably, actually, now I think about it, I maybe even prefer it to The Exorcist. But Exorcist is more a classic horror But The Thing. Oh, the fucking thing. Hell. I always it's forget awesome. about The Thing. The Thing is one of my favourite films. Tell me you've seen The Thing. I have seen The Thing. The many, Thing is absolutely many years ago. a classic film. The Thing is, yeah, The Thing is easily in my top ten of all time great films. One of the I best endings film. in any film ever. Yeah, I love that film. So, very kind of similar to The Shining. Ending somehow. No, because they get away with <coughs> Shining. The Shining's good. Shining is a good film. Yeah. I would like to express we've not. I've not said uh, films I find scary at this point. I uh, <laughs> I was genuinely scared. I was genuinely thought, oh, this is this is a, a creepy film. I was genuinely scared by Insidious. I I've was seen that until, until the halfway it, point. N- no. No, not even the halfway point for me. It's the last bit, just that last twenty minutes where it goes a bit jeepers creepers. Until that point, it's a, re- it's a very scary film. Is Insidious the one where Insidious they go into like parallel sp- yeah. crazy universe? Yeah, they go into a spirit world. Oh, the end. yeah, it's fucking bollocks. Though. It's it's a terrific film. It's one of the First best. Half that is scary. I saw, I, but this, I saw the trailer of like the young fucking boy and like crazy like. Darth Maul person behind mm. him and you're just like fucking what's that mm. and I remember you was it you Stu who said the ending of it was fucking mm. mental and put it on uh, Netflix and I watched it it was like crazy B-moving nonsense that yeah, was it, it looks looks terrible it reminded me of a ghost train the last half hour go, going through like a ghost house it was just I really liked the fact that it kind of even the beginning, like the music, at the very beginning where it says Insidious, it's like yeah. really. It relied on strings. It, it, it was that, pure, that is not a bad thing at all. No, it wasn't. It was no, pure paying respects to films no, of old, right? Purely. Insidious is one of the scariest films I've ever seen. Okay, right from the opening title, it's very scary. The the main antagonist, that scary, creepiest fuck old woman, is a. Uh, is like one of the scariest things I've ever seen in a film. She is terrifying. Um, I loved the spirit world, the ghost house. I, I know, I know, it's a bit. It's it, fucking Nickelodeon. It's that's yeah, all like, she's in like, Nickelodeon makeup. And there's nothing fucking wrong with that. There is. No, there isn't. Okay, when I was a kid, there was nothing scarier than a You Afraid of the Dark on Nickelodeon. I, okay? I loved that. Which was a fucking terrifying program. It wasn't like, terrifying. It was it, like. Oh, I'm scared. No, no, oh, I'm okay. No, there was a couple of episodes that were terrifying. Namely, Zebo the Clown, who got his nose stolen. The other episode where there was that thing that lived in the basement. Uh, These are all iterations of it. 
Yeah. That's which was a creepy mention. Um, anyway, no, Insidious was really good, okay, because also they were scares that you definitely didn't see coming because because uh, it, it seemed like your typical horror film, all the scares happen at night, except no, they also happened when you weren't expecting it in the daytime. It was a really good film, okay, and I was going out with this girl, Danielle, at the time. We went watching that film together, and there was this one bit in the daytime where someone's talking, and the Darth Maul creature, as you like to call it, suddenly appears behind one of them's head, which you don't see coming at all, it's in the daytime, there's no build-up to it. And I jumped so hard, I elbowed Danielle very hard in her breast. <laughs> this film was so scary. It's too cool. The bird I was with. Yeah. <laughs> elbowed her right in the tit. Um, mentioned it there. I mean, sorry, Dan, is there any other films that super terrify you? Or is that, is that the pinnacle? Um, what is the overview of the thing? Because you, you seemed... You kind of played it I, off. I saw it, I saw it way too young. My lasting memories of it is all the scary, weird, gosh stuff. Oh, like, you like, need to rewatch it. Oh, no, I definitely need to. I, it's I, so I know, awesome. I know the story very well. I know the story very well, but I don't really remember it. The stuff that stands out is the stuff like, you know... Uh, the guy whose arms get bitten yeah. off, you know. Uh, Fuck fans, they hired a, a double guy. amputee yeah. actor. So really? They, yeah, yeah, so he, so he puts prosthetic arms in and then rips them out and it's just the stumps. See, no, I did not know that. Yeah. That is cool. He did that in Terminator 2 as well, for the end, when, his, uh, when the T-1000 is getting frozen, he used different actors with, like, missing arm, missing leg, just to get the movement correct. Very cool. Yeah. Um, um, I also, I from the same makers of Insidious, there was one big jump I had watching Sinister. I've seen that. Yeah. You've still not seen that. No. Sin- Sinister is quite creepy. There's a couple of bits in it which are a bit lame that they didn't need to do, but Sinister is very creepy. Okay, it opens. It opens with you watching some like grainy eight millimeter footage, and it shows like it shows a family at a barbecue and playing in the background and all as well, and it cuts to the four of them all stood under the branch of this tree. Go on, Dan. It cuts to a shot of the four of them all under the shot of this tree, all with, like, burlap sacks over their head and with, like, nooses around their head. And then this branch gets cut off and they all slowly get lifted up in the air and they're all kicking their legs and everything and they slowly but surely all by one stop kicking and you've got this creepy melodic music playing in the background. It's very creepy, very creepy film. There was one bit towards the end where this jump came out of nowhere that lit, made me physically go, WHOA! And that's a sign of a good film. I don't think I've ever had a... If I've never properly, like, jumped and gone, FUCKING HELL, at a film. But I've been... Like properly freaked out by them, mm. but I've never had that physical reaction. Go, oh fucking hell! End of paranormal activity did for me. Even thinking about that, my hairs on my arms stand up. The dragging away that. thing. No, 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 because that that's not the end. The end is. Um, the end well, there's two versions. Because I I saw the I think the film, through, the, through downloaded the film, yeah, but completely legal versions. I saw the one where someone they get dragged out, and then it's like end. No. And then there's the whole thing get dragged out, and then the body gets thrown against. No, that, the that, that's what happens. The, what happens is she gets up in the middle of the night and she's watching him for like two hours, mm. and then she goes out down the stairs, nothing for like a, a minute or two, and then she screams his name, screams his name, screams his name, goes downstairs, but you don't see what's happening. Here, there's like he screams, and then there's nothing. Uh, you hear the footsteps because that's all you'd ever really hear is like coming up the stairs. Nothing again, 
and then suddenly he's thrown at the fucking camera mm-hmm. and she's there. Thinking it now, I'm, ge- I'm getting goosebumps thinking but then about that. Did the, how fucking did scared the cops that was. come in as well? No. And one? No. Is there, no, no, is there no, a version? No, that. But what happened no, was. Wait, no, I feel this no, compl- I'm sure, I'm completely sure, right. I'm sure there's no, no, a version. You're right, you're right, but that's not the, the actual no, proper version yeah, of it. Yeah, but, well, there's the UK version where then she stands at, in front of the camera and just goes like. And then, and the then film show, ends. Yeah. But then there's another version, like the uncut version, where that's the ri- basically she stood at the camera, like just going, and then cops fucking running with guns and shit. And then well, that, that's the original version that they've filmed. It came across Steven Spielberg's desk. He fucking loved it, but he said, "You got to change the ending." So they changed the ending. So that was the original ending, but it's not the canon ending. Right, so right. Canon is, the she ending. just stares at the screen to leave open for a sequel. Yeah, and it said. Right. Uh, I didn't know that. The ending I saw was the ending Phil just said. I really. The one I, I, saw. Yeah. I hated it because I thought it was a really lame payoff. I also hated how it then just ended with in loving memory of the two. I, yeah, thought, I, thought, ends I thought that was fucking good though because with it being spiritual, doesn't matter what the body holds, the, the spirit will go on, obviously, because a spirit's inhabited somebody's body. So now, even if the person. The woman in this instance was killed. Don't matter. But my spirit's still alive. The spirit, the malevolent spirit, can just go on. Now again, a uh, a film which I know Stu thought was scary or creepy, but I thought was shockingly bad is the Blair Witch Project. I loved that film. But that, I saw it at the cinema, and it was the first of its type that I'm aware of. Certainly, it definitely it, seen. it definitely made it popular. <laughs> the thing is, Nick has a great story, which we, we can't tell you for timing reasons, but maybe one day, if he's happy to share it, we'll put it on the podcast. Nick has a great story about uh, a guy he used to... I can't even say he used to know, because no one used to know him. Nick used to be aware of a character that lived in the same building as him called Number 7. And, uh, well, Stu knows that story, don't you? And, uh, yeah, do. You do know the story. I'm sure I've told you. probably pissed Stu, Stu does know the story. Fine yeah. says... <laughs> We can't tell the story in this podcast, but we'll definitely save it for another one. But uh, there's a pit, there's a bit in that story, Stu, where you said what would have been really creepy, and it was if they opened the door, and it's oh like, yeah, do and it's like the end of the Blair Witch Project, where that guy is just stood facing the, the, the wall. And I'm I'm sorry that film wasn't scary. I I wasn't you know that oh. one of the other bits that I remember it was like, that that came out though when we were younger, so you you'll have seen that film. Beyond the edge, that people doing odd things is now used quite a lot. But at the time, that guy when he's just stood in the corner and you don't know why. Well, you it, do know. Uh, why. I, you know exactly why he stood in the corner in Blow Witch. Why? Because they mentioned earlier in the film that the the guy who got the kids into the thing, he'd make them stand in the corners of the room no. and face the wall while he killed or raped or something. The other person, and they just stood there. And then she walks in and goes, Oh, fucking hell. And he's just stood in the corner of the room, being made to wait his turn. And then it ends. That's fucking great. The camera drops down. Yeah, she's attacked. She's the one with the camera, and then goes, What the fuck? My mates are stood in the corner of the room. What? Off. But he's. The the point is, it's an unnatural. Yeah, it's an unnatural thing. thing Like. And that's I'd never seen anything like that at the time. But then another thing, it's a, probably a cheap trick, but one of the scary bits was when the Kinnear shit outside, and then all of a sudden, shit hands loads on of hands tent. on the tents. Yeah. Mm. And there must have been fucking shit loads of crew for it to do that. Yeah. Um, 
but it just it, it was all very new at the time. See, the, and the, I was quite. Uh, however, as well, I don't think a film's properly been made like The Blair Witch since they've taken the essence of it and it's like steady cam or person actor holding the camera, but they've not gone that essence of where right, Nick, you have to be here by seven p.m. Do what the fuck you like then. We're probably going to fuck with you. We might not. Doesn't matter. Just get here. And then they get there. And then they just start fucking... Like the hands on the tent thing. And See, they start leaving the, the things around them at, at, in the night. Like They got a lot of crew and volunteers to uh, at their campsite when they were asleep to put up the... The cans and the... Yeah, the fucking and little statues and shit, and then they wake up in the morning, yeah. and there's just shit The other thing about Blair Witch, which, again, you take for granted now, but at the time, I think this is just as the internet's coming out. I'm shit. about to say that. I know what you mean. It's... Yeah. I remember on TV, yeah, they are doing things beforehand, like a programme on... Maybe terrestrial, it could have been Sky. Probably was Sky. And it's like a half hour thing as if that's real. As yeah, well. no, right. I was at the marketing No, I was going to say this. I was going to say this. I thought the film was rubbish. Sorry, Phil. I thought the film was rubbish and I didn't find it scary. But one thing that was genuinely scary that I remember watching thinking, fuck me, this is genuinely really freaking me out, uh, was a mockumentary that was on Sky TV. I believe it was on Sky One in the build-up to the film coming out, okay? And it was like, had so-called experts interviewed, had all these creepy illustrations used to tell the story and everything. And there was this one very creepy bit that told the story about, like, this gang of men who went out into the forest looking for, like, the Blair Witch. They weren't seen again for days, but then finally a, a, a team who went looking for them found them, and they were all, like, lay on this rock in the middle of the forest, and they'd all been disemboweled. And they were like these illustrated images of what the Blair Witch possibly looks like, and that was far scarier than the film because it was it was the illusion to it rather than you know that was scary. The, the marketing of that film was ace, where it was one of the first horror films you'd see, where people were questioning, "Is this real?" Because it was a found yeah, film. People were like, "Is this I've real or not?" You know? I've remembered something that predates this that goes along the lines. It was. On ITV, it was Halloween Live. Oh, yeah. Was that in a house? It was in a house. I fucking it, remember that. It was... Uh, that was really good, that it was. It was uh, pipes, because the the noise that the ghost made, sounded like the pipes being hit. And um, it was like, reality TV, like, oh, we'll go over to over here. And, like, bobbing frapples and shit earlier on in the night. It was like a two-hour... Live thing. Yeah, I remember that. that was, they had like a, an actual known presenter. Yeah, it was presenting uh, it. What was the name? Anna no, Christ. it was name. It was no, it Anna Christ. Might have been the person there, but it was that kind. Um, of yeah, but people. Yorkshire, Yorkshire interviewer block. I can't remember. It Parkinson. Doesn't... Michael Parkinson was the host of it, and um, there was. You'll have to look, listeners, look this up on YouTube. Because it was fucking pitch perfect once you go into it. They kept referencing this bo- uh, this ghost called Pipes by the children because they thought it was the hit with the pipes. But you can see a, uh, a long-haired bearded man in loads of shots. Like, there'll be a, a crowd shot outside like, oh, it's Halloween live. And he'll be stood there staring at the camera. Mm. But far enough back that you'll not see him. And then blah, blah, blah. Oh, the children are going to bed now. And they got to bed and then blah blah tell a story turn the light out 
and his face is behind the window, like outside. And then it ends up where the ghost goes into the studio where this whole thing's taken apart and fucking things are falling down and you hear like the exorcist kind of voice. It's fucking me and it just ends. See, you, you mentioned the internet there. We are very lucky that we have come from this generation where when we were younger the internet still didn't really exist and uh, you know so there was well, it didn't not didn't exist at all well no I, well, you, it, well, well, it kind of did well it did for, it did for me because I'm younger than you um, but yeah the internet didn't really exist you know so there was none of this you know doing research and putting yourself out to your misery ahead of time or anything like that everything that was portrayed on TV was seemingly real and yeah, yeah. you'll you have experienced loads of like marketing Plies and stunts, but Blair Witch. I'm not saying it's the first, but it was one of the first major successful yeah. ones to do it. And I remember that mockumentary, and I remember going like all of us because you're not used to being lied to at that time necessarily. It was proposed as like a documentary, and that's how you take them. These days, you probably know what it's all about at the time. Well, I think what was so powerful about that was even even. You know, there, there was the there was doubt. There was like it could be real, but it might. Not. It probably isn't. But there's still that question in your head: Is it really real? Is it not? I think that's powerful. That's proper powerful to go go and see a film. It makes you like doubt. That. The the minute something makes you doubt what you believe, it's like that's it. Job done. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the biggest thing about horror films. You think that's you're comfortable. Right. With the whole jump out, shout a bit, anything. They make you, as long as they can alter your state of belief in that moment, then that's the job of how I filmed them. I've thought of one other film, actually, which uh, which stayed with me afterwards, which is always an important thing. It didn't necessarily make me jump or anything during the film, but I just thought it was a creepy film. And controversially, better than The Exorcist, I really liked The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Anyone see that? That is really good. That is a creepy, scary film. So there you go, people. Is there something involving a goat in that? No. (laughs) It's it's like like The Exorcist in that it's a girl getting possessed by a a demon. Uh, This will be very quick. Um, I saw, I don't know if it's a film or a TV programme, and it's only a small scene, but it's near the end, and that was creepy. And um, I'll keep it. Uh, nice and sweet but basically it was a guy who's consigned to bed and um, every night basically he can see a crack under the door he lives on his own or has care or whatever and uh, there's light from the hall and he can see someone walk and stand in front of his door and uh, never come in or anything and he shouts at them and everything just, oh that's uh, creepy what yeah. film what's that from that's know. pretty I, creepy that I've is that's really creepy I, simple as fuck that and, is and you can't tell us what that's from no I, I saw it and I don't even know if it was film or like a TV programme okay I don't know. listeners I'm going to rip that off yeah that's, that's good that is listeners like us on Facebook words of Chrome. follow us on Twitter tweet us tell us what that film is because I want to know what that is mm. it was mm. good one thing one thing that used to freak me out as a kid um, not a scary film but the end of Red has lost that. When they oh, that, no, that is scary. <laughs> no, when I was a li- watching that as a little kid, that is scary. When they that opened the a- ark and, and, and they melt, melt the Nazis in the um, belloc. It's like, fuck. Done. 
But that used to scare me. That I, yeah. I never used to want to watch the end of that film because of that. No, that used to scare the hell out of me. I, actually, if I remember correctly, when I was a little kid, I was scared. In, I was scared by Ghost, the Patrick Swayze film. I was, <laughs> I was, I was, Making pottery. I, I was scared by. It's got a black lady. I, I was whoopee. I was scared by the. Sha- <laughs> I was scared by the shadowy creatures that dragged people to hell. You know, that dragged like the main baddie to hell at the end of it. They were creepy. They just appeared out of nowhere and dragged his soul to hell. I've never that, seen Ghost. Well, you know, you know what? Well, you'd watch that now, and you think that's what you're scared of. That's crap. Okay, when I was a little kid, it was really scary. I watched Nightmare on Elm Street as an adult. It was gash. It is gash. No, it's horrible. Because you have watched it as a kid. I know, I know. It's bad. That scared the shit out of me as a kid. Again, that that's like Halloween. It's one of these films that is a trendsetter, and there's some awesome elements of Nightmare on Elm Street. I think the fact that. It kills you while you sleep, so when you, you know, you need to be... It kills you when you're sleeping. You know, when you want to be the most protected, you know, when you're most vulnerable. Most vulnerable. You know, um, there's nothing you can <laughs> you know, do You know why? Because those kids didn't have, like, an emu puppet. That they <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... Hmm. That's been Stu. I've been Nick. I've been Phil. And I'm Dan.